Now, been in the Lord just coming up 44 years. So to do a talk and to give my testimony in 10 minutes, very difficult. So what I thought I'd do is uh, try and marry the two together. I was brought up as a Catholic like Ros, but like most teenagers, I gave it away as a bad joke as soon as I was old enough. Yeah, went my own merry way, got involved with the bike group um, and everything that went with it, the drugs, the drinking, what have you. Um, I did a fair bit of travelling, you know, so with that bike group and uh, spent a fair bit of time in Queensland. I used to get into the magic mushies and a couple of times I had bad trips. One time I actually thought I had died. And as I say, out of the Catholic Church, I believe, yes, there was a God, a creator, somebody up there, but as far as religion was concerned, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, there was no power there. Um, like most people, the only time I talked to God was when I was in trouble. And as I say, when I, uh, having these bad trips with the mushies, I used to make these deals with God. You get me out of the mess I'm in and I'll follow you. I'll give up the drugs, the drinking, the smoking, the swearing, all those things, and uh, I'll do it your way. Well, God would do his part, but have a guess what I was doing the next day. I was out in the fields again picking mushies because within myself I just didn't have the strength to do those things that I knew that I needed to do and that I should have been doing. And it wasn't until uh, November 76 that I heard the word of God faithfully preached by Jed and Max, they'd received the Holy Spirit and Catherine in the Northern Territory. And they came back to Dubbo, where I was living at the time, and uh, proceeded to witness to me and anybody else that had listened. And uh, I didn't want to do anything there and then, even though I knew I wasn't right with God, but I was only 21 at the time and I didn't expect to die, you know, sort of then. And, uh, but it was a couple of months, that was about November 76, and, uh, in March 2nd, I could stipulate it because it was my sister's birthday the next day, and you'll find out why in a sec. Um, we'd been drinking all day as usual, went back to the clubhouse, partied on, got involved with the drugs, and um, because I'd heard the word of God faithfully preached, Satan was trying to get me to do myself in, and I had this urge to um, blow my head off, and I had a pump-action shotgun under my bed, so it was quite viable. And uh, it was, again, it was only through prayer that night. I, I called out to God. And when I came to next morning, I realised I needed to make the break from the lifestyle I was living. But the closest meeting was four hours away down in Canberra and I wasn't travelling that far. But Jed and Max were the only ones that had opened up a Bible and answered my questions from the Bible. The oversight came up from Canberra and they ran a meeting at the boys' place and I was the first one there. And I had started reading the Bible, um, the New Testament, because I'd been directed by one of my bikey mates uh, who'd lent me a Bible. And uh, I'd read through the Gospels and most of it went over my head. Um, bits and pieces I could sort of comprehend, but as I say, most of it, as we know, I wasn't spirit-filled at the time, so I wasn't in tune. And 17th of March, 77, I was at the meeting listening to what the pastor had to say and I was challenged as long as, as well as a few other people that night to get on my knees and uh, ask God to prove himself to me. And I did. I'll get you to turn to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. 
We know these scriptures well. They're bread and butter for us. And being assembled together with them, this is Jesus, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And this is what I was hearing from the oversight. And in verse 8, it says, but ye shall receive power. And we know that word power from the Greek genomos or miraculous power. Uh, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, Pastor Darrell, when uh, he came up, used to say that, well, that was Dubbo, good description of Dubbo. Uh, I hope there's no Dubbo whites there. Well, I hope there is, but anyway. Um, but we actually now live in Ashford, and you're probably scratching your head and saying, where's Ashford? Well, it's northeast or northwest, uh, about 40 minutes from Inverell, and I'll come back to that shortly. But I'd received the Holy Spirit. I'd got out on my knees as challenged, and I asked God to... I didn't know what these people were saying was right or wrong, but I knew I needed him in my life and I couldn't do it in my own strength. And I asked him to fill me with the Holy Spirit if this is what he required of me. And I praise God, I started speaking a new language, something I never learned before. And I knew there and then the power of God. And I praise God that he took away the desires for the drugs, the drinking, the smoking, the swearing. Nobody had to tell me that I was a Christian now. I had to do this, I had to do that. God cleansed the temple. And we know the Bible tells, tells us that we become the temple of the Holy Ghost when we receive the Holy Spirit. And we read in the Gospels, Matthew 21, verse 13, I'll just read it, says, it is written, my house ye shall, uh, shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And that's what we've done. You know, God wanted a walking, talking relationship, but mankind continually has turned his back and gone their own way. And this house of prayer, this walking, talking relationship with the living God, we've filled it up with the garbage of this world and it has kept us away from God. And it's only when we are repentant and we come to the Lord that he fills us with the Holy Spirit, he cleanses the temple, and we start a new life, you know, sort of um, in Jesus Christ. And it's that power that is, enables us, you know, sort of to go on, you know, sort of in his strength. But he's given us, as he said there, after you re receive power, ye shall be witnesses unto me. And that's what the Lord has called you and I to do, to be his witnesses. And a witness is somebody that is seen, being there, not heard from this person who's heard it from that person. We're eyewitnesses. We've seen, we've experienced the power of God and we testify of what God has done in yours and my life. And Paul in, uh, uh, sorry, Peter in Acts chapter 4, 20, again, I'll, for time, you know, sort of when he was standing before the, the council because of the uh, lame man at the gate beautiful and they were being given a hard time. And he says, uh, Peter says, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And that's what the Lord requires of you and I. We don't have to know, you know, sort of this book back to front. We don't have to go to Bible colleges or anything like that. 
we've got a testimony and all the Lord wants from you and I is to share it with the whosoever. As I often say, not long after I came to the Lord, I went around to one of my mates that I'd grown up with and I opened up the Bible and I showed him uh, Mark 16, John 3, Acts 2, because they were the only ones that I understood, I knew. And he said, wow, you know your Bible, don't you? I'm thankful that he didn't ask me any other questions. You know, sort of, but that's it. We have a testimony. We don't have to have that great knowledge. It helps and it will as we grow on, uh, go on in the things of the Lord. But we have that testimony. We have that power within us. And the scriptures tell us continuously that he'll give us the words to speak. The Holy Spirit will give us the words to speak as we go on in the things of the Lord and as we are brought into a situation where we can hear the word of God. All right, I've got two and a half minutes. Well, there you go. For the next 44 years, um, we've moved a fair bit because we enjoy, this is Carol and myself and our kids at the, over the time, um, enjoy being in smaller fellowships where we can be helpful. And we've moved from Dubbo to Mackay, back to Maitland, to Port Macquarie, to Rockhampton, back to Maitland for a while, back up to Rockhampton, to Mackay, and then um, a year or year and a half, June not 2019, we moved back down to uh, uh, manage our son's property at Ewingar, which is about uh, hour and a half's uh, drive um, west of Lismore. And we fellowshiped, that, fellowshiped at the, with the Lismore Saints. And the Lord just really blessed us. We'd been, you know, sort of Mackay had closed down and we'd been basically there for about a year, year and a half without any real fellowship. Um, and we knew we needed fellowship. So uh, our son bought a property and wanted us to manage it. So we moved to Lismore and four times, oh, to Ewingar, and we fellowship with Lismore who, fantastic, um, looked after us, cared for us, you know, sort of, uh, um, you know, sort of, and it was fantastic. But we got burnt out um, in the fires of 2000 and, uh, 2019 in October, and we lost everything. And you think, well, hang on, where's the blessing of the Lord here? Well, we ended up, our son, we got burnt out on the Wednesday, um, the late... Our son had another house over here at Ashford and uh, the lady that was in there was moving out the following Monday and we moved in the following Wednesday. And we've been here ever since. And because it's too far, three hours to go across to Lismore and it's only two hours to Armadale, we're fellowshipping with the Saints at Armadale. You know, sort of brilliant, you know, sort of situation. And uh, it's amazing how the Lord orchestrates things because twice we had the opportunity to move to Armadale First one was when we were moving back down from Mackay to uh, New South Wales and we were looking where to go. And my wife had lived in around Armadale and said, why don't we go to Armadale? And I said, wake up to yourself. It snows there. You're going from Mackay and you want to go to somewhere that it snows. And I said, no, we'll go to Maitland. So we ended up in Maitland. And then when we are moving from Maitland, we wanted to go and help out somewhere else. And it was a choice of Armadale and Port Macquarie. But Pastor Jeff... You know, sort of had good troops here and uh, a good number here. And there was only two people in Port Macquarie. So I said, no, nah, we'll go to Port Macquarie and help out there. Ending up in Ashford, 
the Lord, or Pastor Darrell once said to us, the Lord's got a warped sense of humor. I won't say a warped sense. He did in that situation. We lost everything. Um, we ended over here at Ashford, and we have more than what we have now. Get you to turn to Philippians just to finish up on with time. Um, Ashford's only a small place, 570 people by the sign on the outside of town, two hours away from Armidale, and you think, well, why are you out there? Hey, it's the Lord. And my wife's a bit dirty with the Lord as well um, because she really enjoyed the fellowship at Lismore. You know, sort of, as I say, the saints there really took us under their wing and, you know, sort of were there for us, encouraged them and everything. Then we got burned out and we ended up over here. And as Carol often says, says, Lord, you could have just written a letter if you wanted us over in Armadale to help out rather than burn the house down and everything that went with it. But, you know, sort of Carol wouldn't have left uh, Lismore anyway. So, uh, but we are over here now and the Lord has blessed us with more than what we had before. Philippians chapter uh, 4, while you're turning there, in chapter 2 and verse uh, 12, you know, I'll just read while well, it's just cross page. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but how now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And it's an individual walk that we have, you know, sort of between us and God. You know, we need to fellowship. We need to, the saints around us. We need to be hearing the word of God as the scriptures uh, tell us in uh, Hebrews 10 there, forsake not the fellowshipping yourselves one with another, when it all boils down to it's you and I, well, you and the Lord, me and the Lord, you know, and he's never going to leave or forsake us, it says in Hebrews. Verse 13 says, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. It is God that's working in our life, yours and mine, and he's going to order our footsteps. He's going to open the door. He's going to bless us. You know, I haven't got time, but, you know, sort of the amount of things over the 44 years. And if you've, you've got something going wrong in your, in your walk in the Lord, it's a good opportunity just to sit down and to write down what the Lord has done. We'll finish up here and um, oh, we'll just go straight to, you, you know, the scriptures 4, 5 and 6, rejoice in the Lord always, be careful, anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication. And the peace of God in verse 7 uh, will bless you. You can read that for your time. But Paul's confidence in verse 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And in verse 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to the rich to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. As you go on in the things of the Lord, the Lord blesses your life abundantly. He meets your needs. And the most important thing is that you're able to share it with the whosoever, whether it be your brother and sister that needs to hear a testimony, whether it's somebody that you bump into, the Lord will direct. If your you know, sort of heart's desire is to serve and follow him, he will use you, you know, sort of in helping, you know, sort of other people, you know, sort of either to enter into the kingdom of God or to stay in the kingdom of God. And through you doing that, it's going to make you stronger. So when, and as I say, you do have trials and tribulations, you lose your house and everything in it but you know that God is going to look after you. And there's heaps of things, you know, sort of our son healed of infantile asthma when he was three months old. Carol's supposed to be in a wheelchair 20 years or so ago, but the Lord has healed her. So, you know, write down those things 
renew them in your mind and the Lord will give you the opportunity to share with the whosoever, but more so to keep you strong because as you read in Matthew 24, he that endures to the end will be saved and I've gone over time. Amen.